Oh, this is like the the, <laughs> the funniest, but it, it's fun to. I actually like it when Mitch tells the story. Yeah. Um, but well, go ahead. Well, <laughs> we met we met in two thousand five um, at a club. It wasn't really a club. It was like an outdoor restaurant, restaurant named Sequoia in, in Sequoias in Washington D.C. Yeah. And we met, and uh, she was funny because she asked for my driver's license. Because <laughs> I asked him his name, and you know he seemed a little hesitant. I asked him his last name, and he really seemed hesitant. So yeah, I was what, like, "Well, what, let me what see person, your ID." Yeah, what person does that? So <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, my license. I'm like, okay. Well, she, you know, she's kind of, she's smart. She's smart. So I showed her my license and uh, we began dating like like cordial. Like we'd go out, talk, walk, walk in the park for about a month. Just talk. And all of a sudden they know each other. So um, she stopped calling. Like out of the blue, she stopped calling. And, uh, you know, me, I gave her the three call rule. Like I'm going to call you three times. And if and if you don't pick up, then, you know, that's it. So make a long story short, that happened. And it, so from that was probably what? what About uh, August, July of, or August of 2005. So mind you, we stopped talking after that month. So a whole year came around to the day, to the to the month, a whole a one. Year. Yeah, to the month. So I forgot all about her. Right. You know, I'm, I'm you know, we're all with my life. So. It was this big party um, in D.C. I think it was Allen Iverson was having something at a like place a called bash. H2O. H2O. And that's down by the waterfront in D.C. So imagine imagine busy D.C. with that two lane. Right. So this at night. So I'm in my car and she walked directly in front of my car. Yo, family, what's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to Jonathan Soul's podcast. This is your host, Jonathan Soul. Family, what we do in the program is I talk to African creatives. I talk to folk from the diaspora, people who create comics, write fiction, people who indulge in serial entrepreneurship. So, family, if you're trying to create your own place in the world, if you're trying to write the future the way you want to see it, you need to tune into this program. JonathanSoul.com every Sunday and Wednesday. And I do comic reviews on Friday. Love you guys. Now check out this interview. Jonathan Soul. Yep, yep, yep. I got the honor and privilege of speaking to two dynamic personalities on an international scale. Okay, three. Three dynamic personalities on international scale. I'm talking about Mitch, I'm talking about Donna, and I'm talking about Salah. How y'all doing? What's hey. up? How you doing, family? <laughs> What's going on? Now, y'all might know them as Young Black Expats. Young Black Expats International, I believe, is their website. Am I right about that? Absolutely. Youngblackexpats.com. Youngblackexpats.com. Solid right on. Now, the first time I ever heard of an expat, it was a Black Panther who hijacked the airplane to take it to Cuba. That wouldn't be y'all, would it? <laughs> no, Not we didn't have that opportunity. Okay, <laughs> okay. We, just had, we just had some luggage. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. So, so kind of define what an expat is. I mean, if you stay longer than 90 days, are you considered an expat? Like, what's, what's your definition of an expat? 
Basically, um, my definition, and it does vary depending on who you ask, but our definition is basically staying, um, moving away to live out of your home country. So if your passport is originated in the United States and you've lived outside of the United States for over six months, mm -hmm. um, I consider that an expat. You know, something not traveling where you know you're going back home. You know, expat is looking to live abroad. Gotcha, gotcha. So, expat is buying a one-way ticket. Is that the gist of it? You, you can call yeah. it a one-way ticket. Yeah. Some of these countries won't let you in with a one-way, but yeah. but that's pretty much the gist of it. Yeah, you, you're you're going you, there to live, not to not to not vacation to visit or vacation. To travel there. Yeah. Okay. So the suburbs wasn't good enough for y'all. Y'all had to leave the country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, we wanted to try something totally different. That was it, you know. And, and yeah, we're a little we're a little crazy, so you know, we had a lot of <laughs> flack, you know, from our family and friends and uh, you know, we just wanted to cross that off our bucket list because the worst thing that can happen is that you move back to where you were. Yeah. Mm. We were like you know, you only live once. Yeah. Right. A, a lot of times people um, complain about where they are located. Mm -hmm. And then if you get the opportunity to live abroad and be abroad, experience a different culture, mm -hmm. then you might go back home and be like, why was I tripping? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they, they, we have it made over here. Exactly. You know what I mean? And then sometimes you may move out of your home country and say, wow, we were really lacking this, that and we get to experience something new. So it's so many different, you know, avenues. And, yeah, that you can feel once you've uh, left your home country. Yeah, different perspectives. Mm -hmm, totally. Mm -hmm. You know, y'all kind of have a vibe of like a, a trumpeter and a and a and a drummer. Y'all know that, right? <laughs> no, what you mean? Yeah, kind of easing out of, but y'all had the same rhythm. It's very interesting. It's, it's very uh, interesting. You know, we, we, uh, yeah, we we did we we did business together. So we had we we were doing presentations and yeah. we just vibed for off years, each other. Yeah, years, so it's like years. it's not yeah. yeah. Okay, is that how y'all met through business? No, no, no not <laughs> not at it all. It was crazy how we met. It was it it was kind of it was kind of weird yeah. how we met. Yeah. Well, let's let's take a little detour. I mean, for my for my female listeners out there, how did y'all meet? Oh, this is like the the, <laughs> the funniest, but it, it's fun to. I actually like it when Mitch tells the story. Okay. Um, but well, go ahead. Well, we met we met in two thousand five uh, at a club. It wasn't really a club. It was like an outdoor restaurant, restaurant named Sequoia in, in Sequoias in Washington D.C. Okay. Yeah. And we met, and uh, she was funny because she asked for my driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I asked him his name, and you know he seemed a little hesitant. I asked him his last name, and he really seemed hesitant. So yeah, I was what, like, "Well, what, let me what see person, your ID." Yeah, what person does that? So <laughs> uh, you didn't say, "Here you go, officer." You didn't do that, did you? I'm like, I'm like, my license. I'm like, okay. Well, she, you know, she's kind of, she's smart. Uh -huh. She's smart. So I showed her my license, and uh, we began dating like, like cordial. Like we'd go out, talk, walk, walk in the park for about mm -hmm. a month. Just uh -huh. talk. And that all sound, of that, sound, that sounds like a Jill Scott song. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Y
Like out of the blue, she stopped calling. And, uh, you know, me, I gave her the three call rule. Right. Like I'm going to call you three times. And if and if you don't pick up, then, you know, that's it. Right. So make a long story short, that happened. Mm-hmm. And it, so from that was probably what? what About what, August, July of, or August of 2005. So mm-hmm. mind you, we stopped talking after that month. So a whole year came around wow. to the day, to the to the month a whole a year. one yeah to the month so I forgot all about her right you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm you know we're on with my life so it was this big party um, in D.C. I think it was Allen Iverson was having something at a like place a birthday called bash. H2O wow. okay. H2O and that's down by the waterfront in D.C. Yep. so I've been imagine there. imagine busy D.C. with that two lane right mm-hmm. so this at night. So I'm in my car and she walked directly in front of my car. Wow. So I was like, oh, my God. Usually I'd be like, man, forget her. But I was like, you know what? I really want to know what happened because we were we were vibing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I I had tinted windows at the time. I, I rolled down my windows and I was like, well, hey, how you been? And I was like, Ben, do I know you? Because <laughs> I couldn't see him. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's late at night. It's a lot of people out there. And I'm yeah. dressed for the club. And mm-hmm. I just can't stop at everybody. So I was like, look, pull up right here. And it was a driveway that it was in my path. Mm-hmm. And so if he was somebody that I didn't want to talk to, I could have kept right on walking. Right. And so <laughs> and so he rolled his window down. And I was like, oh, my God, Mitchell. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And we've been together ever since. Yeah, she wow. got him. Yeah, I was, was like, it. I'm going with you. <laughs> but, it was, but it was amazing. See, it was crazy because at any time throughout that day, if we would have been hesitant on something, we would have not crossed paths. I wouldn't have, right. I wouldn't have like, talked directly in front of his exactly. car. You know, because I was running late to the to that event and I normally wouldn't have even gone. Mm -hmm. But um, it it just so happened that I ended up going and I was late and, you know, and and we met. And that's how we've been together ever since. That's beautiful. In 2006. Wow. Now, of course, I have to ask, why didn't you return the phone calls, Donna? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this got me all in suspense. I'm like, da, 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 da. Third call rule, nothing. What happened? Well, you know, you know, sometimes when um when you're when when you know it's it, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just so overwhelming that you're like, uh, oh my God, just let me check and be sure. You mm-hmm. know, but my mom always said if you let if you love something, let it go. Mm-hmm. And if it comes back, then it's yours. And even though it was one year to the date, mm-hmm. we just bumped right yeah. back into yeah. each other and it yeah. was like we didn't miss a beat it wasn't as if one year went past it was as if we picked up from that month that we was dating but, the year before and we wasn't looking for this like mm-hmm. like if, if if donna wasn't in my life i think we'd both be like some type of single hermits mm. <laughs> yeah. mm. wow. but it's so funny that it's what's so scary is me and her we have the same birthmark on the same leg it's not scary it's wow. just ironic Crazy. Yeah, that's interesting. Years <laughs> yeah. ago, I did a uh, an article just out of the clear blue sky on soulmates. Don't mm-hmm. know why I did it. <clears throat> I just started calling people. I literally opened up the phone book and started calling like marriage therapists and, and different things. And uh, it was interesting. Um, I had one definition of soulmates from a marriage counselor 
who, uh-huh. you know, believed in the traditional, you know, romantic kind of an idea. Then I had, uh, there was an African, I don't want to call it a cult, but let's just say <laughs> it was a restaurant. They had a house, a complex in the back, and the yeah. guy had two wives, right? Okay, okay. yes. Okay. Yeah, and, um, and they had the best mock duck ever. But anyway, he believed that soulmates was just people that you traveled with. They could be friends or family members, but you just decide to travel from one life. What do y'all, what do y'all think about that? Mm, I kind of I, I understand that mindset simply because um, when we met, we just felt like we already knew each other. Exactly. Wow. You know, it just, it just felt... Yeah, it felt warm. It was as yeah. if we knew each other, yeah. you know, and... Um, and that's what makes me feel that he was my soulmate. Interesting. Because sometimes, you know, there's a getting to know you stage and, a, you know, oh, I don't want to mess up stage or, mm-hmm. you know, don't say the wrong thing stage. Mm-hmm. But it was as if we already knew each other. So, you know, from day one, we was just real with each other. And and that's what I think a soulmate is. Wow. What about you, Mitch? You believe in that or, or what? Oh, yes, of course, of course. I believe I believe in soul families. I, that's why we we say soul brothers. Wow. You know, soul okay. Brothers. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, we came to share this experience at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, for the connection that we're we're having right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we can all say, look, we've been through this time period, and this and this and this happened at, during this time period. Yeah. So we're soul brothers, soul family. That's yeah. beautiful. Like, yeah. yeah. After all of that. Uh, after all of that, the uh, interviews and everything, I talked to people. The definition I came away with was just people that you chose to travel through these lives together. Yeah. And, exactly. so, um, and so y'all are travelers. And so um, yeah. let's talk about that. Um, okay. the, the, the first video, that was a smooth transition, wasn't it? Gee whiz. The first video that I saw, y'all were talking about Costa Rica, right? Yeah. And, and that that wasn't a, like a permanent thing. Can you tell me about when y'all arrived at Costa Rica? Oh wow, man. it was so beautiful. Yeah. All right, everything was just like the um, air smelled differently. The wow. coffee. We had some coffee the first morning we were there, and we were like, "Wow, this is some good coffee." <laughs> because we got, because we got, yeah, because we got there at night, and it was like um, we had like thirteen bags with us. Wow. Luggage, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we went to, um, before we went to the place that we were staying in, we stayed at a hotel for one week. And okay. it was called Hotel Posada. Mm-hmm. And we're riding. We're like, we, oh, my God, we're here. Everything we're in another was, country. Yeah. And it was like surreal, wow. you know. So when mm-hmm. we when we got to the hotel, it was it was so different because it was fruit on trees. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We didn't, we, we didn't choose a hotel like a um, chain hotel from yeah. the States. We like chose boutique. a very nice, peaceful, quiet boutique that was tucked away in the neighborhood. Okay. And it was all of this beautiful green grass, beautiful trees. Like yeah. Mitch said, it had, they had fruit on the trees. And mm-hmm. it was just, they cooked breakfast for us. The fruit, everything was just like yeah. you were in a 3D movie. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yes, it was amazing. Mm. Now, the way I remember the video, and it's a little sketchy, but y'all stayed there for, was it a few months? In Costa Rica? Yeah, Costa Rica. 
We stayed in Costa Rica for almost three, three years. years. Oh, three years. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And uh, y'all came there with two and y'all left with three, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened in Costa Rica. That's what happens, huh? It's must that's be something in the water. It's fertile soil. Yeah, it is definitely fertile. <laughs> now, now y'all are in Medellin, Colombia. Is that correct? Yes. yes. Wow. So tell me about Medellin. How is it different, and why did you choose to leave uh, Costa Rica? It's different in um in in the way that. Costa Rica, the the term that they use a lot is pura vida. And pura vida just means pure life. Mm. So if you're out somewhere and somebody steps on your toe and mess up your shoes, they're like pura vida, you know, pura vida, pure life. You know, if if someone is late, you have an appointment in their life, they're like, and they're late, it's just like pura vida, pure life. You know, everything is cool. But here in Medellin, Mm-hmm. It's more like everything is, you know, jumping well, yeah. and active and well, busy and high energy. Exactly. Their their uh, animal is a sloth in uh, Costa Rica. So huh. everything is. <laughs> yeah. So everything is laid back. OK. Yeah, wow. So wow. Back now, now, during this period of time, are y'all living off savings or y'all have a business that y'all are running? Like, how are you surviving? That's- that's a great question. So before before we moved to um, Costa Rica, mm-hmm. we 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 started um, our businesses back in 2006. We started to have the um, online, not really necessarily online, but entrepreneurship. Okay. Me and Donna. So this is you know so we've been through a lot of stuff. I mean. You know, starting our own business, you have your friends laughing at you. Mm-hmm. You have your family uh, laughing at you. What are y'all doing? So we decided to start early and we began to go through trials and tribulations of being entrepreneurs, but it mm-hmm. worked out perfectly. And that's one of the reasons why we were able to move, because we had income coming in mm-hmm. and we could move anywhere in the world because our income was coming in. Exactly. Wow. So you weren't tied to a location. You no. uh, you weren't sitting behind a window, you know, kind no. of taking no. your order kind no. of deal. No. We, 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 yeah, we started. It, it's good to have that, but we decided that we didn't want to do that back in 2006. But the last, but, you know, through those, through that time, you know, we had on and off jobs. So we mm-hmm. stopped working. Our last job was in 2009. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it was in 2009. And, um, and, and now, now we always say, you know, that, um, we're psychologically unemployable. And I know some people have heard that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. I love it. It's serious. Yeah, it's serious because I think I would break out in hives. Yeah, we couldn't do it. Like y'all, y'all, y'all don't want to go back on the plantation. That, that's how y'all is. Y'all, y'all up and like that. I think I think in the future we're gonna be like oh ew, you got a you you got a job exactly wow. <laughs> you know who you work for the big deal is who you're working for exactly you know because if you have the right um, person that owns the company that you work for yeah. then it could be a lovely situation yeah and big shout out to the people who have jobs like if mm-hmm. if it push comes to shove if we needed to get a job we will mm-hmm. but we have businesses yeah you know what I mean so exactly it, but but what I would like to say is that. The way that we view jobs, it should be um, 
it should be totally different than how we view them. And what I mean by that is your job should be your second source of income. Okay. Your entrepreneurial investment or your your self-employment type of thing that should be your you should work that up to be your main source of income Mm -hmm. your bonus should be your job so if anything happens you know your bonus is gone you good because you still have your main source of income instead of looking at your job as your first source of income Mm -hmm. and and then your business as your second when that happens in your first source your job is gone you haven't even been putting any effort toward Building your, your own, own business. Now you have to work even harder. Mm. So, yeah. So yeah. your job should be looked at as your second source of income. So y'all left uh, the United States when? What year? 2013. 13, July, July 5th. Yeah. The day, the day after, after uh, July 4th. Yeah. <laughs> did, y'all, did, y'all know that, did y'all know that Trump was coming? You know what? Oh, well, we... <laughs> A mile away. Well, I'm going to tell you, when we knew, when, you know, they say it's not, you know, they say it's not over to the fat lady sing. Mm-hmm. We're like, it wasn't, it's not over to the black person then. So when Obama got in, that was just for us. It was like, oh, Let's that was the end of the show. Know. Oh, man. That's the outro music playing right there when Obama got exactly. in. Huh? That was the yeah. end of the show. Like, yeah. you know, that's that's closing the curtains, you yeah, know. Curtain they, call. they have Harriet Tubman on your money. That means it's, <laughs> it's the end of the that's that's the end. Like you better, it's really all for show. Yep, you better point. yeah, you better exit while you can. Wow. You know, the thing about it, when uh, when Trump first won the nomination, the uh, Canadian uh government website for like I think it's immigration, you know, like how do I become a Canadian citizen, that crashed. It crashed. <laughs> And then the second time, yeah, and then I was thinking, well, okay, so let's just say all all these people running Canada, how you going to live? They probably don't got enough jobs for their own people. And so y'all got this business piece happening. Can you talk a little bit about the entrepreneurial piece and how important it is as an expat? Um, you know, well, when you're, um, when you're traveling, um, and living abroad, there are several types of things that you can do. You can get a job. You mm-hmm. know, um, a lot of countries, the very the most popular thing to do is to become a teacher okay. and teach English to the country. Mm-hmm. But in some countries like here in Colombia, to be a teacher, that's about four or five hundred dollars a month. Damn. And exactly (laughs) exactly so Mm -hmm. you know people always contact us they're like well how can i get a job there and our whole thing is to make world to make first world income Mm -hmm. and to spend it at third third world prices Mm. so make the make the money in U.S. dollar or euros, mm-hmm. but then find a place that you can spend it where they're only making five or six hundred dollars a month. Wow! You know what I mean? And so, and so that's the life when you're when you're living in that circumstance or situation, life becomes easier. You know, because I remember when we were in the states and we were making good money, but living in D.C. it was really expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, we were paying out a lot of money just on bills. We don't walk around in Gucci shoes nah, and products bags and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. but we were spending money just on bills like we were balling (laughs) and so when we moved to to 
outside of the country, we were looking for a country that had a good infrastructure mm-hmm. so we could live and support ourselves. So our business that we chose is um, network marketing, a network marketing top tier direct sales type of structure. Okay. Okay. Because we were also finding that um, you can be an entrepreneur and move to another country and open a business like a restaurant or, you know, a surfboard shop or, you know, like a brick and mortar type of business. Mm And, and, and that's all depending on what you want to do. You know, some people want to move away and work that hard. You have to get up sometimes at five o'clock in the morning, you mm-hmm. know, and work all day long. We weren't ready for that type of lifestyle either. So okay. we wanted to be able to move to the country, enjoy the country, but still make sure that we have money coming in. So we chose online network marketing. Interesting. I'm going to get back to the services that you offer on your website. But can you tell me? how you organize time with your child. And the reason why I ask that is because in America, you know, the law was, you know, give the give the plantation 40 and you got 40 to spend with your family, right? Yeah. That is, that yeah. is horrible. That yeah. shit is that shit doesn't work. It hasn't worked in a long time. It the most the most, Im- the most important investment is your your children. Right. Exactly. And you are the guardians and teachers of your child. Mm-hmm. And you have to pass on the information, uh, you know, um, in the confidence that that your child can can grow in in the world. Yeah. So if you immediately giving your child to some stranger, that's mm-hmm. that's crazy, and that's one of the reasons why we chose to be our own boss because mm-hmm. we want to spend a lot of time with our children. Exactly. Yeah. Everything everything that we did was very strategic, meaning when we moved out of the country, we knew that we wanted to start our family abroad mm-hmm. and, and we accomplished that. Um, we knew that we didn't know we were going to move out the country, but we also knew that we didn't want to work in a corporate environment, that we wanted to be, you know, self-sustainable in terms of income. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so, like I said, everything was very strategic. So sp- um, breaking up our time, you know, she's always with us. We practice attachment parenting, mm-hmm. you know, um, we do the whole um, breastfeeding until the child weans. Mm-hmm. Um and we do everything kind of like the what they calling now kind of old school way. Mm-hmm. But um, so so it's natural for us to have her around us at all times, you know. Um, and then most of the time when we're doing business, most people know that, appreciate that mm-hmm. and also respect that. You know, and so it, it's just like, you know, it's pretty much accepted. Like now, thank you so much for, you know, having us on the show and we have her with us. And so we're juggling talking to you and taking care of her at the same time. So, you know, it, it just becomes second nature. No, I, I think that's beautiful. I think that's beautiful. You know, when I, I had children and I remember they really didn't get sick until we put them in daycare. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, some parent has a sick child, but they can't take time off work. And so they bring them and then one sneezes on the toy and my kid picks it up and then he brings (laughs) it home and all this other kind of stuff. Are the strongest, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) They'll have you on your back like what happened? I haven't been sick ever. (laughs) And I think one of the reasons why we have such difficulty with our youth in in the States is because they don't get enough lap time. Yes. They don't get enough time with their parents, especially dad. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially yeah. dad. And then when they do have a mom, the mom is always stressed out because of this, that, yeah. and the third. 
So, uh, so yeah, so y- y- y'all going back to the root is yeah. what, is what we it have is. To. We mm-hmm. have to, because when we look around and look at our peers and the way we all were raised, you know, a lot of people say, well, it worked for us when we were growing up. This is, and I'm like, well, we're not aiming for us. You know, we're aiming for our gener- our next generation to be better than us, to supersede what we are. And, and sometimes we have to change the culture mm-hmm. of how our children are raised and what we choose to, you know, send them through as their as their youth or in their childhood. And gotcha. so um, I think that it's very unnatural for a mother to have to leave her child in daycare. But when we but that. when we have those jobs and we that we have no choice. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've heard mothers say that they dropped their child off and they were sick, like literally sick. Yeah. The child was screaming, but they it's nothing they can do because they have to show up to work. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we do stress, you know, um, when you have, like we said, your job is your second source of income. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to that moment, you can be like, you know what? I quit you. Mm-hmm. I have I have money coming in. I'm not li- leaving my child at a daycare, you know. And so and so that that's just our view. There are some excellent daycare centers out there. So we're not saying that, you know, but sometimes you don't know what goes on in those places. And like you said, the children just don't get enough lap time, enough, you know, skin to skin and enough, you know, attention in their in their um, youth. Yeah, I agree. Now, when I go to uh, blackexpats.com, black ex- youngblackexpats.com, there's yes. a consulting and services page. So I uh-huh. look here and I can see where you have it you know, laid out real nice. It says moving to Medellin. Now, am I pronouncing that right? Because it looks like Medellin. Two L's. Yeah, I-N. it really depends on where. Yeah, it, it depends on where you're pronouncing it from. So, um, when you're in Latin America or Central America, the two what the, the two L's uh-huh. are pronounced as a Y. So gotcha. Medellin. Medellin. But when you are in South America, the two L's sound like a J, so it becomes Medellin. Aha, gotcha, gotcha. Yes, yes. So, so y'all just, picking up the nuances and stuff because of y'all traveling. <laughs> that's that's cool. That's cool. Yes, it's, it it all it, they switch it up on you. That's mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> so I. So I see here that you have uh, consultants fees that you offer, 30-minute sessions, 20-minute yes. sessions. You have a free 15-minute strategy, uh, strategy uh, session consultation, which is beautiful. Um, you have video calls available. So, And this is all to help people who plan to move to Medellin um, you know, make that transition easier. Because when y'all went, did y'all know anybody? We did not know one person when we moved. Wow. To either place, to Costa Rica or to Colombia, we didn't know one person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and now, we made a lot of mistakes. Okay. You know, we made yeah, we made a lot of mistakes. So that's pretty much what the consultations when we're consulting people who are looking to move abroad mm-hmm. that we kind of address. Try to give them a broader sense of reality. Mm-hmm as you're making that transition. And um, also we do everything that we can to make sure that transition is as smooth as possible. That's you good. know, um, and we also are creating a ebook right now mm-hmm. and it's uh, tips 
and a guide to how to move abroad successfully. That's and it's beautiful. like a video ebook, um, kind of like a webinar training type tutorial. Mm-hmm. And so um, that should be out within the next week. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I notice here, let's see, um, you have a free 15 minute strategy, a session consultation, online entrepreneur uh, mm-hmm. consultations available. Okay. So you also uh, talk about entrepreneurship, the online aspect of it and, it, it, uh, and coach people. Okay. Yes, yes, because because that's part of it as well. You know, um, in order to have an income to sustain you, because there are hundreds and hundreds of people who would love to move abroad yesterday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The only reason that they can't is because they're not location independent. Mm -hmm. So um, so when you choose some of our consultations, we'll go over some um, some opportunities that would be uh, match your personality and Mm -hmm. get you started on those coach you through those so you can become successful Mm -hmm. so that your income can be uh, sustainable enough to move you and your family out of the country gotcha i remember years ago was i in philly at the time i think i was in philadelphia i was about to get on the train and i was in line for a bagel they love bagels Mm -hmm. and pretzels (laughs) and, and stuff like that in philly and uh, I remember this lady was in front of me. She was talking to a friend. She said, if I could just pull down 140 a week, I'd be good. Mm-hmm. This was in the, was this the 90s? I think it was in like the middle 90s or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and I was thinking, God damn, I couldn't do nothing on $100. <laughs> so how much does it cost to live down there? You got, you, as a couple, you got a beautiful little baby. I mean, your expenses is probably going to be a, maybe the same as just a just a guy and, a, and his wife. I mean, how much does it cost to live down in Medellin? You need like 50 grand coming in. You need 100. What you need coming in? That's an excellent question. And it truly depends on your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, here you can move here and pay three hundred dollars a month on a on a place mm-hmm. or you can pay, you know, two thousand dollars a month, three hundred dollars a month. Yes. Does it come with a roof? It does come with a roof. And some of them, you know, you can find about maybe six hundred dollars a month for a fully furnished place. Wow. You know, and so it's not it's not a very expensive place to live Mm -hmm. Um, for us. We consider ourselves minimalist. Okay. But when we say that it's levels to it, you know, some minimalists have two pair of shoes, but we have more than two pair of shoes, okay. you know, but we have everything very basic. So um, so we don't have a car. Mm-hmm. So we're not paying for gas, car insurance. We're not paying for, you know, registration of your car and the missions and all of those stickers that you have to have. Mm-hmm. Um, there there are a lot of bills that most people have monthly that we just don't incur because we live out of the country. And so I think if you have a, if you have a steady, um, $1,500 a month, you good. If you have a steady, you know, two, $2,000 a month, you could really be good. So it really doesn't take that much, you know, um, for us personally, we paid our rent for the whole year up front, we paid our cable all up front. So wow. basically um, the money that we make, we're, we're stacking and reinvesting back into the business mm-hmm. or we're putting it, you know, so we can pay for the next year up mm. front. And That's so, um, yeah, so, so it's just strategies to it, but mm-hmm. it's not as difficult as most people think. You just really first, once you figure out how you're going to get your source of income, everything else just becomes second nature. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
So um, part of the cost of living in, in the U.S., which makes it, you know, kind of onerous sometimes, is the cost of, like, medical. So, yeah. I mean, how are y'all handling that? I mean, is it like, uh, you know, is you got like a, some kind of managed health care plan down there? You paying cash? How does that work? Well, um, for us, what we did, well, first, when we had Selah, we, we did for, uh, we had her at home. So we didn't do the hospital. Okay. Did you thing. have it like a midwife but or something? Or? Exactly. Exactly. Okay, exactly. Gotcha. But when but when you're in the um, Central and South America, mm -hmm. the Medicare, they have what's called medical tourism in these countries. So mm -hmm. the doctors here are trained in either U.S. or in Europe. They just want to live at home. But the prices of all of the services are like a third yeah, of a fraction. What of what you're used to paying in the States. Wow. So, um, so for some people, um, they may have insurance, but not like the same type of insurance that you have in the States because it's all set up a little bit differently. It has the same concept, but in terms of pricing, it's very minimal. Okay. Okay. Um, what do y'all do for recreation? It sounds like you got a pretty comfortable life down there. You got your online business, you got your beautiful little one there. You have each other. What do y'all do for recreation? Well, wow. that's a that's a good question. It's so much to do here yeah. that, you know, you can just, just walk outside and it's parties or like the restaurants are full. Um, it, you know, it just depends. You can go dancing, salsa. I had uh, one of my yeah, one of my videos, my um one of my old uh, school friends came here. He's a salsa instructor in the D.C. area. So he mm -hmm. came down here and had a pretty good time. Wow. Um, it's it's they plenty have, to do. They like have the, the movies. They have yeah. the zoo. Mm -hmm. They have water parks, amusement parks. Yeah. It's so it's much, so to, much do. to do. Yeah. You know, we um we went to the beach, hopped the plane. It was twenty three dollars for me and twenty three dollars for Mitch. So all, one way, way for a forty five minute flight to the beach. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Yes. So the total was like a, we paid like a hundred and some dollars round trip total. So you oh, get on the awesome. plane, you go to the beach, and and yeah, it's 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 a, it's a lot to do. It's okay. a lot to do. So uh, how long was the plane ride? Forty five minutes. No. So, from, well, from, from from the states to here. Well, you just told me that you guys went to the beach for twenty yes. oh, for five minutes. Yeah, forty five minutes. minutes. Okay. So in forty five minutes, you probably whipped out your phone and played a. Uh, uh, fire fan, right? Is that is that the deal? Yeah, exactly. Oh, since we're talking about fire fan, let's talk about your promotion. Start calling you iMovie. You know, you know. So yeah, let's talk about the promotion. Well, fire fan is a is a exciting sports app that you can play with your family, friends. Um, at the bar, it's it's you're calling live plays when uh, when the game is on. Mm -hmm. So it's a free app. Um, we really want you, uh, you know that you know we ask for for you to if you can download it and um, if if you use the link uh, firefan.com/slash/playnow75. Playnow75 is the code. Okay, and, so fire, firefan.com. So we go to the yellow. I'm going to bring it up right now real quick while we're talking about it here. Let's see. So 
Firefan. It's all one word, obviously.com forward slash play now 75. Yes, play now 75. All right. So uh, that page loads up. Eventually, my, my internet is slow. And then, so is that link tied to, to your company? Is that the deal? Um, well, yes, it's it's how you would be able to play with young black expats. Uh-huh. And so um, we have a league where um, even now for the um, for the playoffs, um, okay. we have a league. So if we can get as many people as we possibly can to download the app. Also, we run in a promotion uh, from now to February 5th. It's the playoffs and Super Bowl. And. Um, we're, we're asking for the help of, of the people who watch Young Black Expats. We're asking for your help. If you download the, the game, the free app, put in that code, you're going to receive free tokens. Play a game. You can, play, you can even play a game with celebrities. If you go to MVP, mm-hmm. you, you can play uh, with your favorite celebrity. You, it might be Manny Pacquiao or, or Brian Erlacher or Andre Reid. You, you know, it's a whole list of uh, MVPs that you can play with, but make sure you play it, you know, make sure you, uh, when you get your tokens, play a game and, um, you know, that'll help us. But what we're doing since, uh, through this promotion on the fifth, after the fifth of February, uh, one uh, lucky person will receive a hundred dollars. Wow. That's beautiful. A hundred dollar gift card just to download the app. And I said it wrong. If you go to firefan.com, Mm-hmm. You'll see a um, enter your rewards code. The okay. rewards code is uh, play now seventy five. If you enter play now seventy five, they need to sign up first. Well, look. Yeah. Play now seventy five. Mm-hmm. It okay. takes them referral. Okay. To yeah. Donna. So so go to firefan.com and then the code is play now seventy five and then that will be you signing up within um for for us that way we'll know that your name will be entered into the raffle for the hundred dollar gift card okay okay solid right on yeah i just did that so uh i'll uh, put it on my uh i have 18 tokens okay so i put it in my little yeah put it in my little android my little bootleg android phone and uh and then we'll play so that's cool that's cool so we talked about this is this has been a, a terrific interview, by the way. This is one of the more warm and fuzzy ones that I've done. Uh, oh, thank you, man. Yeah, I think I think it's it's going to have a good reception. So we talked about how y'all met. We talked about how important it is uh, to balance business and family. That's really the the bottom line I get out of this interview is yeah. is the importance of business and family. Yeah. Um, and, and then the way you achieve that is through entrepreneurship and online businesses. So um, just to loop back around to the business part, can you define for me what the multi-level, can you explain that a little bit? Uh, direct sales? Yeah, direct yes. sales, what you uh-huh. mentioned earlier. Yeah, exactly. So, so mo- Okay. Yeah. Okay. Direct sales is what we chose. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is, there are people out there, you know, making it happen using multi-level marketing. Okay. Um, that when that route for us was a little more tedious mm-hmm. than um, than what we were willing to do. But that 
that um, vehicle it's definitely yeah. does like work for people. different personality types. Exactly. Yep. Um, okay. but, but we chose um, high ticket sales, top tier direct sales. Yeah, so we were doing that um, before we moved um, to Costa Rica. Okay. And we were receiving like the 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 if you know the income that we were making, we were receiving sometimes some someone may have to work a month or two. Okay. And based on that, it was like you you're able to uh you know make things happen when you have large enough commissions. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. And that's pretty much what that's pretty much what and, top tier is. Yeah. It just means that your commissions are generally a thousand dollars and above. And and direct sales is just your your direct sales with the manufacturer. Okay. So you you partner up with the manufacturer of the company and you get a great a large uh you know um, percentage of the sale. Gotcha. Okay. So say yeah. So when people consult with you on the entrepreneurial side of the game, is that what you uh, you school them on, or is it other forms of uh, online businesses? I mean, how do you approach it? That is great. That that is a good question. You're good. That's I a good question. It. Okay, we have a platform. So me and Donna strategically thought of everything um, because based off our experience, we thought of everything that that a person can go through and make it easier for them. Mm-hmm. So. You know, uh, if we had someone so ba- so we have an educational website okay. that people can go through because people may not know what network marketing is. As soon as they hear that, you know, they say they think scam and pyramid scheme and, you right. know, some crazy stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, it's mm-hmm. always scams and schemes out here. Yeah. You know, but um, what we thought of and we were like, look, we're going to have a platform where they can get educated on properly and see exactly how to make that income. So we have an educational uh, site for them to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one. Um, another one was, you know, uh, our one of our first direct sales businesses. We t- and it, that was a health and wellness in the health and wellness industry. Mm-hmm. And we, we became leaders. So we, we got to travel all around. So we have we have a health and wellness. We have a savings um yeah. And so and so just what I want to add to that is when we consult with them, mm-hmm. it just depends on what their situation is. So sometimes we consult with people who already have a business. Mm-hmm. They just want to learn how to put it online. Mm-hmm. How do they make take their business that they have and put it online? Mm-hmm. We have a membership site that teaches them how to do that. Then we may have somebody that we consult with that may have a business idea mm-hmm. and they just need, need some people to help them brainstorm and then help them, you know, figure out how they're going to monetize this idea of theirs. Mm-hmm. And then other people who may contact us, they may say, look, I want to do whatever it is you're doing. So yeah. whatever that is, you <laughs> the link. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. and so it just depends on who we're consulting with, where they are in their entrepreneurship uh, journey mm-hmm. and what they're ready to do. What, how much time are they ready to invest? How much money are they willing to invest? How much effort are they willing to invest? Because people look at us and think that we just woke up and we were young black expats. Right. You know. But that's not how it's been. You know, we had a time when, you know, we were investing into our business and we were we had no furniture. Mm -hmm. 
we had a car, an old Lexus, and Mitch always used to say, we're going to ride that car till the wheels fall off. And I promise you, I promise you, one day we were riding down the street and I heard a pop. And I was like, what's that? And I looked out the window and there was a tire bouncing right Are beside you the car. serious? Wow. And it was our wheels that fell off of the car that Mitch kept saying, we're going to ride this car till the wheels fall off. You know, yeah. but people don't know. What it takes to actually get to the point where, you know, where you would call your business successful. And so and so we don't we don't want to put make it seem like it's easy. But when you have mentors who have done the journey, have done the work Mm -hmm. and hopefully you would want your mentors to be able to, you know, make make the um, learning curve easier shorter exactly mm-hmm. where where you it, where it might took us five years to do it you know with the right mentors it would take you a year or two mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wow yeah there's an old saying knowledge makes the journey shorter so uh it, it seems like folk could really benefit from the experience that y'all have gathered um in your travels and in your business practices uh, as we wrap up um can you give us some like uh Say top three pain points that you experience uh, when traveling and top three like beautiful moments uh, you experience when you're traveling, making the transition as expat. Good question. Oh, those are good questions. Pain points. Um, I think one of the pain points is um, is being able to let go of some of the damage that has been done to us as a people um, when we go to another country. You know, sometimes we want to hold on to that pain, you know, and it's nothing wrong with holding on to it. But at some point you have to kiss that pain goodbye and let it go. You know what I mean? To say, you know, it's been a we we th- it's been great, but I gotta let you go. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes the best way to do that is to get out of the current environment that you're in. Yeah. And so, um, mm-hmm. and so it is painful sometimes. It's difficult sometimes. You have to leave your family behind sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and even and even just learning a new language and being in a whole new environment that's difficult that, for some people. Exactly, change. Change is a pain point that we have to go through. Yes. Mm-hmm. Change wow. is going to happen regardless if you want to or not. So you you might as well go through the change. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's what I tell people. Go through the change and you're going to have, like Donna said, you're going to have to face yourself. And sometimes it's you. Yeah. Like you're going to find out that you've been tripping. You know what I mean? You've yeah. been mm-hmm. complaining because you're going to look at different si- situations and circumstances like I got it made. Yeah. Why am I acting like this? You yeah. know, so it's it's going to be a big transitional phase for you as a person. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, tell us some of the, uh, you know, the joy, some of the ecstasies that y'all have experienced as expats. That's a great, the ecstasies, you know, when you get back, I I tell, I tell uh, Donna all the time when we talk, it's like the gods, like we're the gods that fell asleep and had amnesia. And when you go back to out the country and visit different, you know, cultures and stuff, it's like the stuff that we used to teach them. So Hmm. The pain, the the joys is like family, like, oh, my God, you know how close they are to family. Family is so important to to other cultures. Mm -hmm. And also when I notice when we're um, walking down the street, 
you'll see the older lady of the house, the mother, mm-hmm. and the the children, whether it's the, the daughter or the son, they could be, you know, in their 30s, their mother's in their 50s or 60s, and they're holding her hand, and wow. they're just sure that yeah. she is okay, yeah. you know? And, yeah, that too, and, you know, we're, we're so quick to kick our children out at 18. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're at their house, their daughters and sons live with them until, until 40, 45, you know? So they all, it's funny how they live. They don't think of it like, like we think of yeah, it. Yeah, you 18, mm-hmm. you so have to get out the house. They have a big house and, you know, their daughter's there, son's there. They saving as much money as they can. I remember one time this... um this man was telling us that his daughter is a doctor mm-hmm. and um, she just found a mm-hmm. hospital to work in. And I was like, Oh, where does she live? And he turned around and looked at me like, what? Yeah. Like he said, she lives with us. Of course. Yeah. You know, wow. like where else does she live? And yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot. You know, <laughs> yeah. I forgot. Yeah. They, you know, they, it's, it's just family. Yes. Yeah, family. You like know? That. Yeah. 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 So y'all have been living outside of America for how many years now? Almost four. Almost four. So when you look back at the States, what's your feelings? What's your impressions? Um, you know, big enough, you know, really big up to the States because you have, you know, as as as, as black expats or black American, you know, black Americans, we have a, a advantage. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes we complain about a lot of stuff, but we don't look at it from a different perspective. Like we have a passport. Mm-hmm. We have a blue pass. Like it's so important to have a blue passport. And like when you go to these different countries, it's all, you know, based off classism, mm-hmm. you know, they look at you like, wow, you from America. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like you do have a- an advantage there, you know, Um yeah, so 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 they look we, at you guys with your blue passport and coming from America the same way some of us might look at y'all with your you know, with the success that you've worked for. You're like, Wow, you just must have got it like that. Then people don't know the struggle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. They look at your blue passport. Exactly. That, that joint that joint was expensive, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny, but yeah, that's like, true, that's true. But we were in a taxi um a few months ago when um when one of the killings were going on there in the States mm. and we hopped in the taxi and, you know, he found out that we spoke English and he mm. asked us where we're from. We told him the States and um, he, he had chill bumps. He wow. said, I just want to tell you, I am so sorry mm-hmm. from the bottom of my heart of the things that is going on with you guys over there. He yeah. says, I am sorry. Yeah. You know, I don't know why you have to go through this. He says, I'm just sorry that you have to go through it. And literally his, yeah. his whole arm, all his hair was standing straight up on his arm, yeah. wow. you know, and, and, and that, and that's, and that's something that, you know, even in the States, you rarely get the people who are committing the crimes to say that, exactly. you know, they don't apologize for the things that are going on over there. So mm-hmm. to have someone in a totally different country mm-hmm. to sincerely relate to the things that we're going through, it just, it's, it's, it's a form of healing exactly. in a wow. sense. It's, it, it's a form of healing. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And another thing is, um, when you live, when we live, when we're looking out, we're looking outside now in, and mm-hmm. you can just see 
the thickness of the United States as far as the tension, the the vibrations. Yeah. Is a very heavy vibration. Yeah. And most people when they say when they leave, they say, God, I feel lighter. Wow. It's like a very heavy vibration going on there. It's mm-hmm. a very dark, a negative vibration. Mm-hmm. And and you know, and we see that, you know, and, and like I said, it's just to detox. You gotta get away sometimes. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Wow. So uh, for folks who want to reach out to you uh, and, and take advantage of your your expertise, your knowledge and your services, how did it reach out to you? Um, the, the one of the best ways is to go to our website, www.youngblackexpats.com. Mm-hmm. You can also um, check us out on our YouTube channel. Um, we have almost 100 videos of life um, through our experience um, living in Costa Rica and in Medellin, Colombia. Mm-hmm. Um, just just search Young and Black Expats International. You'll find us there. Mm-hmm. And um, those are the two best ways. You can also reach us by email, questions at youngblackexpats.com. Wow, wow. I, I think one of, the, one of the most grooviest things that I think about <clears throat> when it comes to... Uh, you know, living abroad is the fact that I'm guessing that you feel safer in terms of your child, your child's future. You know, yes. I, I do. I, yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, it's it's you know, we have we have this family here and they have two sons. One is 15 and one is 11. And they said that when they moved out of the country, their sons came to them and said, thank you. For wow. getting us out of there, they said mm-hmm. they were so fearful of their life in the states, and the parents knew that they wanted to get the children out. They just didn't know how the I children gonna were mm-hmm. going to react to it. Mm-hmm. And but it, I was crying as they told me the story, mm-hmm. literally because it's so many parents who could probably leave the country, but they don't. They mm-hmm. think that their children don't want to go. All oh, they made friends. You know, all they like their school, you know, but this family's uh, friends at his school was calling him the N word and they never knew. They thought that he liked the school, you know, and so and so it it, it is it's a it's a very I just give so much thanks that we're able to, you know, have this life to live out of the country that we even thought to do it and to have a baby outside of the country because it's just a whole different animal um, by doing so. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Mitch and Donna of youngblackexpats.com. Avail yourself of their services and uh, think about the future uh, that you could build for your family in an environment that's more humane to us. Uh, I've talked I've spoken with some other expats and that's the vibe that I get is that other countries do some things better. And and it seems like uh, Colombia just has a better... uh, has a better way of just dealing with humans in general. That's that's the vibe that I get. That's the vibe yeah. that I get. Well, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with uh, us over here at Jonathan Soul. I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm guessing the baby's asleep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she couldn't, she couldn't, she her bed. That's funny. Yes. Well, we didn't get a chance to interview Salah, but just tell her we asked about her. 
And uh, listen, you guys are an inspiration. I think y'all some kind of Thank new you. age underground railroad conductors or something uh, thank, <laughs> thank you you, thank you know you what i mean saying, seriously yeah thank, thank you. you you know uh this is a great platform you mm -hmm. know yes. for people we're going we're going to we're going to shout you out too man absolutely the soul connection yes yo family what's going on with you i hope y'all dug that interview this is jonathan soul speak with you now i want you to support my brothers and sisters by following them on social media and going to their website and picking up that product so we can stop focusing so much on issues and start focusing on building industry. For more episodes, go to JonathanSoul.com, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-S-O-U-L.com. And of course, I'm on social media. I'm on uh, it's Jonathan Soul at Twitter, Instagram, uh, Tumblr, uh, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on uh, SoundCloud, and um, I'm over at uh, Black Spot as well, that terrific Facebook competitor. Listen, family, I love you guys, and I want all your dreams to come true. And my dreams can't come true without you, and yours can't come true without me. So let's support each other, and let's build this thing together. I love you guys. Peace and love to you and your family. Till next time. Yeah.